Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss. You name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I have created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Marriage and divorce, mental health, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics we discuss here. But let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful, am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. Today on the podcast, I have my mentor and coach, Brianna Vincent. We are going to discuss the concept of soul coaching, which I am in the process of obtaining my certification for that, and I'm super excited about it. I am inspired daily by Brianna to do the work on myself, and she reminds me all of the time that I am worthy of everything that I desire, and so are you. Without further ado, here is my interview with Brianna. Hi, Brianna. How are you? Hey, Tiffany. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I am doing really good. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you're going to cut some things out. Um, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, that's, I love that you are here. Um, as everyone probably knows by now, I have mentioned you probably... <laughs> three times now. Brianna is my coach and she is teaching me soul coaching. And I heard about Brianna. I have to tell them this story, Brianna, because it's like, it's too crazy. It's too crazy. Yeah. So I was in um, the Made to Do This program, which is uh, a Kathy Heller program. And Brianna was actually in the group before me. So you started probably in January, right? Yeah, that's right. Early January. So Brianna was in the January to April-ish group. And and then because of how great she is and her programs, she actually got chosen to be on Kathy's podcast. And so as I started the Made to Do This program in May, and then probably about a couple of weeks into being in the program, I heard you on her podcast. And there was four of you on there. And I don't know why, but I just zeroed in on you and what you were saying. And I looked you up, like I heard you on the way to work. And I remember getting to work and like Google Brianna Vincent. <laughs> I need to find out <laughs> what is she doing? And that's when I discovered the words soul coaching. And I had never in my life heard 
soul coaching put together. Like everyone Mm. else, they've probably heard life coaching or business coaching, but never soul coaching. And that was so intriguing. And not long after um, I looked you up, I contacted you and you said that you were coming out with um, some programs and a five-day challenge in a Facebook group. And that's when I joined that. And that was amazing. And at the end, she was offering soul coaching. And I remember I was camping with my family and I was meditating because I had started to meditate. And I remember in my meditation saying, okay, if I'm supposed to be doing this coaching with Brianna, I need you to show me my guides, angels, whoever. I need you to show me the word yes three times by the end of today. And within no word of lie, five minutes, I got, I looked on Instagram and one of my friends had posted a picture with the word yes, yes, yes across it. (laughs) And I texted you right away. I'm like, okay, so (laughs) I guess I'm in. (laughs) And it was the best sign from my angels and my guides ever because... I got in your program and I'm loving it, like absolutely loving it. And I think that's where we'll jump in with, with how you got into it, what your, what your journey is to where you are now coaching me in this program. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that story. It just, every time you share it, it just makes my heart sing because it really does, you know, epitomize the, when you put something out to the universe and things are aligned and synchronicity kicks in that that's, that's what shows up. You manifest, vested in, and you did exactly that. So I, I love that. And I love so working with you. You're just a beautiful soul and I can't wait to see you getting out there and doing this work. But to share about my journey and where I got to, to while I'm here today, I suppose, is that um, it's kind of a, I suppose it started when I was 15. So it's a long time ago. It was, you know, what am I now? 37. So it's 22 years ago where, you know, I had, I went through a big um, challenging time where I was, you know, on a, on a mission to become a dancer and my body literally just broke down on me and I ended up really unwell for about eight months and that was mentally, emotionally and physically. And my mum actually was the one that said, how about we try going to a healer? And I was like, sounds good. I'd always been very psychic, very into that stuff. I you know, had my first ever um, sort of personal development book from about the age of 12 because that was all I was interested in. I was just wanting, I loved understanding people and life. And, you know, even at school, I'd be sitting there learning this stuff going, this has no meaning. I just want to understand people. And so it's always been something for me. And then that moment was where, as I say, mum took me to a healer and she started, we started to work through the stuff that I was going through. And I was like, oh my gosh, somebody finally gets me. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that I'd experienced throughout my whole life. Finally, I was like, oh, it's actually real because I thought I was strange. I thought I was different because I would feel things, I'd see things, I'd hear things. Um, and so that was like the journey. I suppose that was the start of my journey. And I said to my healer as we're going along, she would often say to me, oh my gosh, I've just learned a whole new way of doing something, working with you. And I said, oh, well, I'd love to learn this. And so at 18, I actually became a healer. 
um, well, I, I was already on that path. I think it was all, always naturally there, but I officially became um, a healer and I still hit it for a long time though. So I was a makeup artist at the same time. So I'd actually do a lot of my healing kind of secretly with the yep. brides and all that sort of stuff, which is kind of funny really. Yep. Um, and then I spent a lot of years, I've always been out there helping people, you know, as an example, you know, I was trying to do the right thing and go to university and, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what everybody else was doing. So I chose something that was what I could see as helping people, which was um, business and HR. Well, I actually only lasted six weeks um, in, that, in that course because I got in there and I'm like, oh, my God, this is not what I deem as helping people. Um, so that just I can't imagine so the just, HR and what you do. Like that <laughs> <It> was combo. <laughs> It was so different. In saying that now, I could see how the skills that I have that I could utilize in that role to be really powerful. And I suppose the way HR is is nowadays very much is about culture and people. Yep. So these skills would be amazing in that. Now, um, yes. And I, exactly. And I've worked with a lot of, you know, people in HR with that. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of roles in corporate utilizing them. But um, at the time when I was learning the concepts, I'm like, this is not what I deem as helping people. Anyway, so fast forward to <laughs> that I had, you know, I went traveling overseas and did all sorts of things and all took, you know, I went into what I was doing was, you know, the normal life because mm-hmm. I felt I couldn't go down that path because it was too different and I didn't want to be so strange and all those sorts of things. Um, and then I had children and when I had kids, it really did highlight to me that I was ignoring this part of me that was I was born to do pretty much. And so I went back and I started seeing my healer again and I started searching because I, I just knew that there was something more for me in terms of I wanted to bring my healing to life, but I kind of wanted to bring it to life in a way that I suppose was accepted mm-hmm. um, by more people than just those that were in what we'd say the spiritual world. Yeah. And so I searched and searched and searched. And after having my second son, um, I discovered a thing called life coaching. And so I went and I did my training um, and absolutely loved it. You know, went on and did everything I could possibly, you know, do to understand people like human behavior and NLP and Reiki and you name it, I did it. EFT, Mm -hmm. like this was, I was totally enmeshed in that training and, I I really got stuck into then I felt like I had to compartmentalise the two things. So I was either a healer or I was a coach. And what I realised along the way with all of my clients was when they were coming to me, there were certain people that I could work with both modalities and combining all the modalities that I had. And then I really realised after about three or four years that I, I had this kind of way, my own way, and which I defined that I was helping people transform on a deep soul level. So it was looking at somebody from a holistic perspective. So we would transform the energy, emotions, mindset, and then we'd watch physical things transform. So it was really powerful, and but I kept it hidden. I kept it sort of to myself, just kept working one-on-one. Um, and then I had a few clients who were like, I want to learn what Mm -hmm. you're doing. So about five years ago, I trained five beautiful women um, to do the work that I do. And that was amazing. And I absolutely loved it. But again, I was like, retreat back in, you know, let them go out there and shine. And I was very good at getting everybody else to go out there and shine and land million dollar contracts and all this amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, But just kept playing myself small. And it was like this time last year, actually, it was probably about mid last year where I had this big kind of um, epiphany that it was time, you know, mm. and I'd sort of put myself out there at times, pulled myself back in, put myself out there, pulled myself back in. And I was in Bali with my family 
was actually my birthday and we were at this most amazing place and I just had this really deep inner knowing that it was like, it's time. It's time for you to step up. It's time for you to shine your light. It's time for you to help and support other people. And I didn't know what was obviously coming at that point. I could feel that there was some big shifts in the world happening. Didn't suspect what's what's (laughs) happened over the last 12 months. It was like, obviously that's what I was feeling coming, but it wasn't, I didn't know that that's what it was going to be. Yeah. And a lot shifted in our personal life, family, like my husband's business, my business. And I kind of put a lot on hold because my husband was traveling a lot in his business. And then we got back from Bali and a lot of things did a huge 360. And it was that moment that I said, it's time. It's time for me to really step into doing and own these things that I know that I can do so well. And I'd had clients referred, like I never advertised, I had clients referred to me from doctors that I'd never even met and all sorts of incredible things. Um, And so I knew that there was so much power in this and I wanted to get it out and share it with more people because my whole intention always has been that I want to help as many people as humanly possible to transform their lives and to reach their highest potential because that's always been kind of my gift is to see how amazing somebody is to see what could be possible for them but also to be able to see exactly where they're stuck yeah and it's such a you know something that is people needed to hear and so I put it out to the universe I said I need somebody to show me the way because I think the thing that stopped me for so long was that the way I'd watched so many other people doing it just didn't resonate with me. I'm such, I love human connection mm-hmm. and I know the power of connection to create transformation and I, everything seemed a, very disconnected and very, I suppose, robotic and that just wasn't for me. And yeah. so I said to the universe, show me the way, show me the, guide me to the right people. And so I set some big, beautiful intentions about this time last year and then it came to December and this person just showed up on my Facebook page randomly, never heard of her before, who was who we met through, who was Kathy Heller. And I was like, ah, I got nothing on in January. I'll do a five-day challenge, yeah. which I think it was starting like the 1st or 2nd of January. I'm like, eh, I'll do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here's the person. Like uh-huh. what she was doing was just like, this is what I needed to see and to hear to know that I could bring all those things that I've dreamed of for a long time to life and how I can put it out to the world and help more people doing what I love in a really aligned way. And since then, I've just created lots of programs and I had done this in the past, but very much kept it small. And I kept hearing that same calling of people want to learn to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're here to not just coach people anymore because I knew that I didn't want to do one-on-one work anymore I was I was done Mm -hmm. I was kind of getting burnt out and it was not that I don't want to work with people one-on-one I still do but it's only only through my programs now it's very different to how it was before and Mm -hmm. it just was like this snowball of you know create things so I created um, like a profiling system because I wanted people to be able to see how amazing they were and the feedback from those were incredible and then I started a mastermind with beautiful women in business and helping them to you know to rise up and be seen and heard for who they are and helping them to really identify how amazing they are yeah. um, and then to bring that to life and yeah and then it was just like you need to teach people how to be a soul coach they're not just a normal coach. And it's not that I have an issue with life coach at all. It's just that w- the way that I bring things together is not the same. It's very different. So yeah. that's when that came to life. And I heard the calling from, you know, people like yourself that were like, I want to learn how to do what you do. And every, you know, all these different people. And 
that's when it came to life to bring all the modalities together. So the best way I suppose to describe it is a combination between become, you know, being a healer and being a, a life coach and a business coach and a mindset coach. It all comes together and it's on a deep transformation level. We also then look at mind-body connection, um, emotions, everything. So it's looking at a person from a holistic perspective mm-hmm. and helping them transform on a deep, deep level. And to be honest, I still don't know like at that point, that was not even close to the journey <laughs> that I was even thinking when I joined me to do this. Like yeah. I was, I was going down the, the film route, you know what I mean? Like doing yes. videos and, and all of that. And so I was like, as soon as I heard you and, and I texted you, I was like, why did I just send that? I don't know. And the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, what is going on here? And it was honestly like, like they were guiding me yeah, to send me to you because I, I had no inclination of doing any sort of coaching. And I was, if you look at my website, I was quite intent on doing film and, and all of that kind of stuff. Right. And monetizing yeah. that more. And so, yeah, that, that was an interesting realization, I think, was um, when I joined me to do this, I met Aaliyah and I did the Akashic Records, Mm -hmm. Shannon, and I had, I think, three or four readings in a very short amount of time because (laughs) it told me that I was intuitive and I was like, what in the heck are you talking about? I never really, I knew, but I didn't really know. And Mm -hmm. then it was through working with you too, where I also got that affirmation, I think, that this is truly what I was meant to be doing. And Mm -hmm. as we've been going through the program, it's just becoming more and more real that Mm -hmm. I think I've been coaching all along in my nine to five (laughs) in a variety of ways, but didn't really know that I was doing it. So yeah. that's been the really, the really cool uh, realization for me over the last few months. Absolutely. And so you are in the process of coaching myself and two other amazing human beings, Laura and Christy. And mm. um, so we started with the business side of being a soul coach. And then we've moved into the seven levels of being right? Mm-hmm. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the seven levels of being, well, so it, it kind of is, you know, I suppose it's seven levels of being, it's seven levels of development, and it's seven levels of sort of the way we think. And they really just define how we kind of function and grow as a human being. And when you look at it from those perspectives, and even, you know, if we look at the chakras and the energetic system, you know, there's seven levels of our energetic system, and they all just align. And it's literally how we've developed as human beings. So, it's how we actually naturally do everything. It's naturally how we think. It's naturally how we behave. It's naturally how we function, everything. But we just don't unaware of it. And what's happened along the way for so many people is that they haven't, they don't know that that's what they're doing. And then they've been taught a different sort of strategy or process, which actually often for so many, like misses out on a couple of those, those little 
pieces because they haven't been developed at the right ages or whatever. So most things generally happen that have an effect on us between the ages of zero and seven, which isn't interesting because it's zero and seven, so it's seven again. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's because that's the foundational levels of everything for that, for everything to be built on top of. And we're not taught this. We're not taught how to, especially I think that the, the earlier stages of development, which is, you know, around really the human being part versus the human doing part um, that aren't developed. So we're taught to become human doings versus human beings. And we're not really, you know, in, in those early stages taught how to connect with ourselves and how to understand who we are at our core. And we lose sight of that based on what we learn from everybody else. So those levels by understanding them and identifying them really helps you to know how you can achieve absolutely anything and also identify where something is missing. And especially as a coach um, or as a healer, it's, it literally helps you to be able to identify somebody's challenge like that and also to be able to help them then transform like that because it just is this, you know, space of, when somebody's doing something that's not getting them their results, it's purely the strategy that they're running that's just not getting them there. So it's then identifying, well, where's the gap and what do I need to help them fill up to help them get to that end result? And so this is where, you know, like I always say to you girls, like somebody themselves is not toxic. They're not, you know, the, what who they are is not the behaviour that they're often betraying. So you might see somebody running a really bad behaviour or really something negative, but all that's happened is that just the strategy that they've created to get to the result isn't, there's something that's missing and not being filled. So these seven levels and identifying those and really understanding them helps you to really be able to help anybody get them to where they want to be and transform. And it's really empowering when you know that you can do that for someone. Mm Mm-hmm. And in con- connection with the the chakras as well. Um, yes. Again, before May of this year, I think I had heard that word <laughs> in passing <laughs> a couple times and just never really gave it a thought. And when once you know, you don't want to not know. And yes. it's amazing. Um, what that knowledge has provided for me in my life and mm. how it is connected to those seven le- levels of being. And and then recently you've also touched on the human behaviors. Mm. And ha- do you want to talk about those? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, look, there's there's so many different facets of what we're, we're un- like uncovering, I suppose, in, in the soul coach journey. But if we look at, you know, like the different, so we've looked at like the six core needs and we've looked at, you know, the different behaviours that people portray. And there's just, there's so many layers to this and understanding a human being. But if we look at, I suppose, like the six core needs, that's something that I think is, it's actually was something that was developed by Tony Robbins. And I, it's something that is so powerful when you understand that, you know, of identifying what somebody is needing and where they might be too much off the scale on another, in another space. So, you know, if you look at it from a perspective of, you know, you might see somebody who's really searching for significance but yet the other opposite end of the scale of that is is you know love and connection and it's like when you can see what they're searching for you can then identify as well what they're actually missing and then by layering that then with the seven levels you can then identify well where what where did that happen for them when did that start and how do we help them to redevelop and fill up that gap that's that's missing so 
by layering all these different kinds of, um, I suppose, concepts together, it does help you to really understand humans on a deep, deep level and, and give them something tangible to become aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know when we spoke about it and you, you girls were starting to understand, you know, the the six different core needs, you were, it made it, you were all like, oh my gosh, I can see how that's working in my life. It just makes it, you know, for not only yourself as a coach, but for those that you're working with to identify where they are. Now, I'm a big believer as well, and I just want to share this now because I think it's important and um, is that I don't believe in boxing anybody in so it's not like going well that's who you are and that's where you stay all Mm. the all the processes and and different um, you know modalities that I teach you all is is about identifying where somebody is and then being able to see where they could go based on what their their desires and dreams are because it's I see every human being that we can all do and achieve anything that we desire. So the more that we can look at, you know, um, different ways of functioning as human beings that are, you know, not just saying that's who you are and that's where you're going to stay, it's it's so important to help you be able to identify um, where they are and how you can help them move because we can change in an instant. And that's where, the, you know, like the soul recoding and that that we're doing that, you, you know, that you identify, you see how quickly and instantly somebody changes and all that has to catch up is the actual physical side of us because we are, a, I suppose, a soul or a spiritual part of us on a human journey mm-hmm. um, and in a human form. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the spiritual and soul side of us changes like that. It's just the physical side that takes time to catch up because we've spent how many years getting to that? So that's where these, by having by seeing them and giving people that knowledge and by helping them to identify perhaps where they are and where they desire to be more of and what's possibly missing, it just awareness is 95% of the cure to a solution. So mm-hmm. by giving you you know, you girls, this understanding of how people function. And this is looking at the majority because the majority of people have these same ways of functioning and being. Um, It just really helps you to be able to transform lives far easier and and far deeper than if you just kind of were looking, you know, trying to find things without a way of kind of identifying where they are. And that's what these six core needs are really powerful for doing. So one of the things that came up for me in one of our sessions was the, and I guess let's explain how you, like the questions that you asked, because the one question or the one thing that came up for me was my feeling of unworthiness. Mm. And that was one of my blocks. And one of it, the blocks that I always come up with when I'm trying to start a business or is pricing stuff. And I, freak out and like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say in certain situations. And it, and it came down to a certain meditation that we did in your five day challenge, that it all came down to a situation in my youth where, and I won't go into the details of it, but what, um, what happened is it just gave me this overwhelming sense of unworthiness Mm-hmm. And so over the past couple of months, few months in the repatterning, it's definitely helping to clear that and yeah. get me through that. But can you explain what that process is and, and how that helps somebody? Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose the first step is identifying where somebody wants to get to. So that's obviously what we spoke about was helping you to identify, well, where do you want to be? Because 
when you can identify where you desire to be, you then have something to compare as to where you are right now. So that instantly, the moment you say, you know, where you want to be, and you can ask that question of, well, why aren't I already there? It kind of instantly brings up everything as to why you're not there. Because everything that we need to understand to help you shift is already inside of you. All the answers are already there. All that we need to do is to bring them up so that we can move past them. And I suppose when we look at something like that with yourself, so it's about getting... Look, the, 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 the strategy itself can work differently with different people, but I, I guess the, the biggest step is identifying where someone wants to get to, where they are and what's their sticking point is the, is the key. So you need to almost listen, and this is what we're about to get to in the Soul Coaching Journey, is how to actually hear what's not being said. Mm-hmm. So how do you understand where somebody is stuck is, is actually going, well, I hear what they're saying, but what they're not saying is actually this. So mm-hmm. I can't exactly, and I'll be honest, remember the exact conversation that we had mm-hmm. um, that got you to that space. But that's the key is being able to identify where the gaps are for somebody. And then by the knowledge that, you know, that I, we're sharing with you about the developmental levels and all those sorts of things. So for me, it's that instant, okay, so as an example, so, you know, let's just say the outcome is that she wants a seven-figure business. Let's just mm-hmm. say that's where she wants to be. But where is she now? So right now she perhaps might be at at the start, like she's really just starting her business and, you know, she's got some income generating, but she's not quite there. And she may have been doing that for, let's just say, four or five months, but not really seeing any growth. So my instant reaction to that would be, well, what is, you know, like, so you desire to be at seven figures, but you're here. So what is actually stopping you? And generally the answer to that is, well, I don't know. I don't know what is stopping me. And it's, then it's about digging deeper and asking some questions in regards to, well, if you did actually know what was stopping you, what would that be? So if I gave you, you know, a click of a fingers and you could have all of that tomorrow, what do you feel is actually stopping you? Like how do you feel about yourself right now compared to what you would feel if you were there? And instantly that's when people go, well, I don't feel like I'm worthy of that or, you know, even the questions of are you showing up to be seen? Well, I'm too scared to be shocked to be seen. So those answers come out and so you can go, okay, well, I hear what they're saying. So they're saying that, you know, uh, I'm just not quite sure. And even that answer of I'm not quite sure is I don't feel, I actually do know, but I don't feel valuable enough or worthy enough to actually say that answer to you. So I don't want to be seen. So you're automatically hearing what the the I suppose the side is. So that's where I know, go, okay, right. So I'm hearing unworthiness and I'm hearing, and that comes from building knowledge and also obviously from, you know, practice and trial and error with lots and lots of clients. So, you know, these these are the things that I'm hearing. Okay, so what age are those developed in? So what age do we really need to go back to and go, okay, so at what point were you, did you first ever feel like you were unworthy? Mm -hmm. When did that happen for you? Mm-hmm. And so it's about then going back to getting them just to answer it. And there's no right or wrong questions really at the end of the day because you're always going to be guiding them back to where it all began for them. And this is where I suppose, you know, if I go to like the tip, like your traditional life coaching, that's the approach that we would have and very much go down the questioning path versus I suppose the way that we're looking at in a different way, a different light now um, is is helping people to really go towards what they desire to create, which automatically brings up all those 
those negative emotions. And I think that's what really did happen for you is that it was you knew what you wanted and you knew where you wanted to get to, but you, there was just something that was, it was just stopping you in your tracks. You also knew what that was mm-hmm. and you were, you, you, it was just that I suppose it needed to come into your awareness to say, I don't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. And the moment that it's in your awareness, it's already starting to shift. So mm-hmm. the way that I, be, I suppose I describe, it's not an easy way to, to explain how you get people to where they are because every individual is different and yeah. it really does come down to the, the key is connection. The key is how much you listen and connect with that person. So I also have a skill, I suppose, and this is important to share, is that I get a download of information. So Mm. I can walk into a room and I get a download of information and a big, intense feeling about people and things and what's going on for them. Their energy, yeah. Yeah. So my intuition is, is extremely heightened. So there is that element. But it is also that I've trained my brain to understand people and these processes that I've been sharing with you to be able to go bang 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 Mm -hmm. and I all I have to do is go to one of those places and you know you're going to help them really transform Mm -hmm. their life so yes questions are important but at the end of the day as long as you help people know that you get them and that you can see exactly where they are and because there is so many common because we're all developed the same, there's very there's lots of common patterns that you see. So as long as you understand what those are and you can understand where that person is and hear those things that they're not saying, you can help them get through their, their challenge. Mm-hmm. And you just take the focus off yourself and put it all on the person and all the answers will come through. Mm-hmm. There's no special gift, so to speak, that you have to have to be a great soul coach. It's just a matter of, I think the, the, the gift that you have to give yourself that we all are born with is to be able to connect deeply with somebody. I am loving this conversation, but first a word from my sponsor. In my podcast, you've probably heard me refer to finding your person. I believe in the importance of having someone to connect with, such as a therapist or a counselor, a person who can objectively support you on this crazy journey of life. The team at Simply Counseling Services can help you find that person. They focus on keeping things simple on the path to your healing. They offer locations in both North and South Calgary for in-person appointments as well as virtual sessions. Take the first steps on your path to healing by setting up an appointment. Visit their website at simplycounselingservices.com to learn more. I was really interested when I first started working with you on the different areas that you've used your your business and one of them was in sports you want to talk about how the work that you do with sports organizations what that looks like yeah absolutely so that's always been something that I've been passionate about I was on a mission to become a professional dancer so it's always been something for me that you know I've been into myself as well as I have a sports mad husband, let me just tell you. So <laughs> I, I am immersed in sport left, right and centre and I have two small sports mad um, sons and my daughter is so heavy into running and dancing. So it's it's my world, let's just yeah. say. Um, so that's one element. Um, but I suppose the best way to how, where it was triggered from was I, when I went through my challenging time at 15 and I had to give up that career as I got older and started learning this, especially when I started learning the human behavior side of it, I looked back on what 
was missing for me in that journey. And that's what I've always kind of done. Everything that I've learned, I've looked back on and gone, where was this missing? And again, that's my ability to see where there's a gap in something. And something that I have seen for some time is a huge gap in um, especially people in sport, reaching their highest potential. And it doesn't matter whether they're in sport, whether they're in business, whether they're in, you know, leadership roles, working for somebody else. The strategy is actually the same. And because I've got kids coming through those ranks, I really can see how powerful it would be to, you know, help them to really understand. So the work that I've been doing recently is I actually created a, a program called MindFit um, and it's for sports coaches. So teaching sports coaches how to understand the different types of people. So mm-hmm. how to understand each of their different players in their team and how to then get the best out of each of their players, how to build up their mindset and particularly at this time with COVID because we know that they're going to come back you know, there's going to be lots of challenges and all different sorts of things. And right now it's even more important for you to, to understand people. And because as I said before, like 95% of the challenge is, is you know, worked through with just awareness. So if you're just aware of how those kids function, if you're just aware of how you need to communicate with them to get the best out of them, because sometimes it's literally as small as that. Mm-hmm. You know, I get people that say to me, but, you know, I said this to them 10 times and I, they're just not listening to me. I'm like, oh, they're listening. Yeah. They just don't understand how you're explaining it. You just need to change your language and they'll get it like that. So mm-hmm. when so it's about helping coaches to identify how there's the different types of people, how they'll function differently, and how you as a coach, your job is to help them reach their highest potential. Like that's their role. Yep. But if you don't know this stuff, if you don't know how to understand them, if you don't know how to help build their mindset muscle because it is it's like building it's like going to the gym you know Mm -hmm. we need our our brain and our and and we are built basically like a muscle like if we don't keep using it eventually it just doesn't work like it should Mm -hmm. so I explained it to them I suppose and the best way to look at it is you know a lot of sports people do um, strength and conditioning on their body to get themselves physically strong and fit Mm -hmm. but they're only as fit and as strong as their mind actually is and I've, I've watched so many amazing, whether it be dancers, and I've worked with a lot of dancers as well, um, whether it be dancers, runners, basketballers, footballers, you name it, fall off what was their dream because they didn't have that support. And if you look at their, their mental health um, statistics of professional athletes and um, like dancers, they're actually 10 times more susceptible to having mental health challenges. And the reason being is because they're not taught how to be themselves in that. They're not taught how to build their mental and emotional strength to be able to push through and get through any of the challenges. They're just told they just have to get through it. And people don't know how to, I suppose, if you know, it's not the coach's fault because they only know what they know. They don't, if they don't know how to do it any differently, how do they do it differently? So that's what we created was a program so that they know how to help these, these, these kids and these, you know, elite athletes to really reach their highest potential. And I suppose looking at it from a preventative method, how do we help them not only reach their highest potential, but get, get through their career. And if they choose that they don't want to do this, that's totally fine. But how do we make sure that they aren't one of those mental health statistics? Exactly. Especially when they leave the sport, when that's what they've identified themselves as, is that athlete, right? Um, And like, we are big golf fans here. And we know 
that golfers, like that is one of their main priorities is their mental state and, mm-hmm. and their well-being that way so yeah. that they can focus on the golf course and they can have that, that mental preparation for each round, right? So Absolutely. it's very important. And I, and now that our kids are getting into sports, I can just, and I was coaching basketball last year and I didn't know this at that point, right? But I can see it now, how beneficial that would be to yes. know how each of the girls receives the coaching from me and the language that I use and that they are all different and they all respond differently. So I can just see how critical, critically important that is for coaches to learn for sure. Absolutely. And like I said to all these coaches that I was training, you know, you're not expected to get it perfectly. You're not expected to be an expert at this. But by having that awareness, you're going to become more aware of, you know, based on the reactions that you get, you're going to become more aware that maybe how you approached it didn't get responded to as well. So it's not just about, because it's so easy to just blame the child for behaving badly, Mm -hmm. but perhaps the behavior that you received back was because of the way you delivered it didn't, you know, is going to strike a chord with them. So if you're more aware of that, maybe in the in the heat of the moment, you may not, you know, do your best job at that. But it is, a, you can come back and reflect and then come back to the child and go, okay, so this is what we need to do, you know, and perhaps I didn't deliver that to you properly during the game, but here's, you know, I'm going to try and do better. And just creates, because what, what kids need from a coach is connection. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the biggest thing to get, you know, the best results out of somebody for anything as a, you know, as a soul coach, as a basketball coach, as a, a mindset coach, as anything, you have to have deep connection and that has to come through understanding. So if you don't understand somebody, you can't build connection with them. It just doesn't happen. So it's about helping, you know, coaches to become as humanly possible, um, what we call behavioral flexible. So how you can adapt your behavior to connect to different types of people, because you can't expect, especially kids, because you're the role model, right? So if you're working with kids, they don't know how to be behavioral flexible. They're Mm -hmm. not at that point yet. They haven't been taught this, but you as the ex, you know, and if you've done the training, you, you do have awareness around how to become behavioral flexible so you can adapt to them. But what you'll also teach them is how for them to become behavioral flexible as well and teach them how to understand each other as well because that's how you'll build a really cohesive team it's because it's not about having all the same types of kids on the team at all, mm-hmm. but it's about having awareness and then being able to teach the kids how to have that same awareness with each other. And it's the same that goes, especially team sports, this is really strong for. Like I agree with you. I think golfers and individual sports individuals do it very well mm-hmm. because they've only got to focus on themselves. And yeah. it's it's a lot easier to build those muscles when you're only focusing on you. What happens in a team sport, which I see happen more often than not and why mental health is really hard when they exit that sport often is because the identity that they have while they're doing that is, you know, I'm part of a team. I'm, a, let's just say, a footballer. I'm a footballer. Um, this is what I do. This is my job. And this is what I get paid. And, you know, there's probably a lot of, um, you know, they, they get recognised by fans and there's all that stuff that goes on. But it's an identity. And what they lose sight of in amongst a team often is themselves. Mm-hmm. So they lose sight of who they are and how they function as a human being because, you know, at the end of the day, 
it's only a hat that they wear. It's not who they are. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they, people identify themselves as, you know, you say, oh, you know, you, you introduce yourself. Oh, you know, like I'm Brianna Vincent and I'm a soul coach. It's like that you, you instantly tell people who you are. But in fact, the only person I am is Brianna Vincent. The hats that I wear and the jobs that I do are these. Right. But it doesn't define who I am. And I think that's the key when it comes to sports, as say, especially team sports, is helping people. The more you can help them understand themselves. And so this is not just about the coaches then understanding the kids. It's about then the the kids becoming aware of how they function at their best and how they can get the best out of themselves. And knowing that that's who they are because then you have less chance of their being on the exit of the sport, there being less mental health because they can go, well, this is who I am. This is how I function. How do I do this as a whatever else, right? so to speak? Is it, have you seen or um, an experienced where the teammates all reflect to each other how they how they are so that, you know, so that they can understand their teammates better. Yeah, Do you see absolutely. that type of work happening? Yeah, definitely. And that's the, that is definitely the key is by helping, you know, because, you know, there's certain different energy types that will be very much want everybody to be like them and get very frustrated when they're not. But the more you can educate those to really own who they are and their role and then identify that everybody else has their own role and it's going to be different to yours, it's just like a flick of a switch where things like that then work really well. Mm-hmm. Then there'll be other kids that will be the barometer of the team. So their emotional state will be what is the barometer for everywhere, everybody else. So right. the more you help them all understand themselves and then identify that how each person is, is slightly different and how they have their roles and kind of develop their roles based on who they are, you'll see it just all come become really cohesive and, and it'll become like a song. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, and everybody's got their little piece of the puzzle that needs to be within one space versus expecting everybody to be the same. And this is the challenge. And I, this is with one of the things that a lot of the coaches said to me, and it's true, is that they're like, I get it now because I've been, you know, I've got the way I coach and I've got the way the kids that I kind of probably connect with best. Mm-hmm. And then I struggle with everybody else. Right. And so, and that makes a lot of sense as to why a lot of kids, especially around sort of 15 or 16, will fall out of sport. It's because they have lost sight of who they are and feel like they're not worthy or they're not accepted because, and it's not because they're not capable. They could be, you know, well and truly capable of being successful, but they just haven't had coaches that have gotten them that know how to empower them to get them to their highest potential. And that's what our mission is, is to help the coaches be able to get the best out of doesn't matter what child they're dealing with or yeah. doesn't matter what what type of coach they are. Because we also help them identify well, what type of coach you are and how do you speak, you know, how do you function best and all those things as well. So teaching them about themselves because that's just as important. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, but then it's going, okay, but you can, you can swing. Like you, that's, that's who you are naturally, but mm-hmm. you can be, the more you become good at that part, then you can swing into all the different ways because we can change. We aren't just stuck in one way of being, but we're taught pretty much most of our lives to be stuck in that one way of being. I see it definitely as a dance for sure. And, um, and I also see how this correlates to um, ADHD. And when, when I first met you and I told you about my kids all being diagnosed with it and you said, Oh, don't worry, this soul coaching will 
definitely help you understand that a lot better as well. And, and I can see it now for sure, how, how this will all help me in understanding my kids better and being able to communicate with them better. So it's been, yeah. Have you, have you worked with um, other families with ADHD? Yeah, I have. And look, it's, it's something that you see a lot. Um, and people are like, why is it happening more in today's day and age than it is in the past? And I'm going to give you a very clear reason why is because a lot of the kids coming through are highly spiritually connected and highly energetic that uh, the way that we've set up the world to function has been very much a very structured, you know, we're thrown from little kids. Like if we look at say like the developmental levels as, as an example, so you know, we're, we're born into level one and we're thrown into level what we would say four, which is that very much structured world, very quickly and very easily. And we aren't given the level, the, what's missing is the two and the three. Mm-hmm. And what happens is for children who are highly spiritually connected, when that happens, they're missing out on a whole aspect of being able to function as who they are. And I get it because, in fact, if I look back to when I was a child, I was actually probably, I didn't, was never, I'm not, I didn't have ADHD, but because I was so highly spiritual, I didn't know how to function in such a structured world because it didn't work for me. And that's all you're seeing play out is that they they don't know how to function in the way that the world is being created. And we aren't human doings. We are human beings. And so I think what ADHD kids, that they're, why there's more is I think it's really highlighting this element for us to awaken to a new way of being like, yeah. and, and to realise the way that we've been functioning for such a long time. It's not going to serve the world moving forward in a, in a powerful way. So I see these beautiful kids coming through it as, as a beautiful light of change for all of us because, you know, there's so many elements that you can, you know, put into play with this. Like I, you know, like whether it be, you know, foods, obviously another thing that mm-hmm. contribute, but if you look at all those things, they all do look at, um, you know, the di- different developmental levels and the chakras, like they all affect different things. So they're just these beautiful beings that are here to highlight to us that things need to be different and things need to change. And I think it's fabulous. And that's why I never kind of look at putting, you know, a a label on any child because it's like, okay, how do we help you function Mm -hmm. the best that you can in this world? And how do we help you develop the strategies that are going to work for you versus making you adapt to become part of the world type scenario? And I think that's that's the old way of being for so long um, and it doesn't work. And we, we've seen it time and time again. Shifting. I do think it's shifting for sure. Uh, yeah. Where I am anyway, I definitely feel that um, uh, schools and administrations are recognizing that not all kids learn the same way. And they're definitely shifting that for, for those kids, which is really Absolutely. encouraging. And yeah, I... I definitely see the benefits of all, like even the meditation and the breath work and just calming that brain down, right? Yes, absolutely. Their brain just can't shut down. So it's very helpful. And if you think of it the way that the world has developed in, you know, over time, like, so when I go back to when I first did my, let's say like my human behavior training, which is eight and a half years ago, back then it was like 12 million bits every second is what we're processing as an average human being, we can only take in seven plus or minus two of those. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. every second, which is nothing in comparison <laughs> to what we're taking in. But you now look at what's developed since that. So you think of what's developed in the last eight and a half years. It's way more than way more. Bits. <laughs> yeah. It'd easily be nearly double, especially the amount that we're on Zoom and all those sorts of things. Yeah. None of us, no matter what, where, what we've been, you know, diagnosed with or anything can actually function and process. This is why you're seeing so much anxiety, depression, like all these different ways of functioning because nobody can process all this stuff without the realisation that we need to take care of our human being side of us. And like you say, you've, you've recognised that your kids need to be able to meditate or to to really ground and process the stuff because our lives are so fast paced. It's not just obviously what we're taking in, but it's how quickly we're having to do everything and be and you know what? And each of us function differently. And all I see with the kids that you would say ADHD is that they're naturally got lots of stuff coming through, a bit like myself, where I naturally get lots of information coming from external, you know, like downloads of information to people and feeling stuff. So you add that on top of everything that's coming in here and it's just too much. It's it's mm-hmm. so overwhelming. So the fact that you've recognised that for your kids is so powerful and so amazing. And I, I agree with you. I think schools are starting to recognise, like I know my kids' schools and stuff now, you know, they, they look at doing yoga and mindfulness and all these beautiful practices that are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really powerful. And I think the biggest shift that we're saying it's it's starting is that schools nowadays aren't sort of doing that you know well what do you want to do with your life it's more about it is becoming more about the individual and and what things do you love and how do we guide you in down those paths and things which i think's great yeah for sure and speaking of i've been there and as you know i i've gone into a career that i thought i should do versus what I knew that I loved deep down. And so that's really important. I think at any age is what do you love? Yes. Not what do you want to do? What do you love? Like what lights your soul on fire, right? Absolutely. And follow that, that nudge every time. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, one of the key topics that we talk about all the time. And I suppose one of the biggest messages that I give to anybody as their, as their coach um, and that I'm giving to all of you girls to, you know, for your, you moving forward in your businesses is everything has to be, the only way to create amazing things in your life is to be guided by whether you love it or not. Mm-hmm. If you don't love it, it, it's not for you. And we've, we've been taught for too long that sometimes you just got to do the things that you don't love. And I get that there's, there is that part, but as long as the higher purpose is moving towards love, mm-hmm. then you're always going to end up, you know, creating a beautiful life that you love. Whereas yeah, for too long, we've all done things because it's what we should be doing versus what we re- like to say, um, Tiffany is really lighting up your soul. And I love that that's definitely a message that I, to any parent um, in particular is, is guide your kids down that path um, mm. because you, you can't go wrong. You cannot you go, go wrong. wrong. No. No. And like I said, I, and I'm grateful that I did what I did. And I, I, I am a professional accountant. I've learned so much in that journey and that I'm using it in other areas. Yeah. But if I... If I could, I probably 20 years ago would have spent that time doing something that I absolutely loved this whole time instead. But 
that's all that I encourage parents to do as well is encourage your kids to do what they love. Yeah, not what you absolutely that they should be doing. That's right. And I think, you know, I think this is where, you know, you're going to be an amazing teacher for other people and, and a beautiful soul coach because you've been on that journey of doing something that you didn't love as like that you haven't, that it's not that you haven't liked it because I'm sure there's been moments where you've there's actually been loved moments. it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's right. But there, you've known that there's this bigger calling for you. You know, you've known that there's this bigger meaning for you in your life that you just, you know, and to now be doing that, it makes it, makes I suppose the journey that you can teach other people even stronger because you know what it's like to be in a space where you've done something that you don't love. And majority of people, you know, if we look at the percentages of people, they 95% of the world live in survival mode, which is just comfort zone, doing what's right or wrong, what they've been taught based on, you know, like you can go back seven generations of lineage of beliefs and values and things that are passed down that are not even who we are. Like, and people don't even, aren't even aware that that's what's driving them and their decision-making. And that's why so many people stay stuck. Whereas you're going to be a beautiful light to say, I get what it's like to be in that mm-hmm. stuckness and that space of doing what was right, you know, so yep. to speak, and was has been comfort zone. But I've also now made that decision and I've, I've, I've moved to the other, the, the light side of it. So that's going to be such a powerful journey for you to share with people and, you know, for those that are listening you know, about Tiffany is I think that that's what makes a a beautiful soul coach Mm -hmm. is somebody who gets you because they've been on that path too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, yeah. So I hear you when you say that you don't regret doing what you've done because I'm in exactly the same position as you are. And I went down the, the, the traditional path and I have to just say this one part, like one of my biggest turning points was I was pregnant with my daughter. So my first child and I was working in a, you know, corporate advertising agency and um, I was told that there was no position for me because there was they don't employ mums because they can't give what they want. And I remember doing that, well, you know what? <laughs> watch me go because I don't want to come back here anyway. You watch yeah. me go and do my thing. So, you know, and it's like I want to change the world. So sometimes these moments and you have to are. happen. Yeah, Thank it's you. amazing. Yeah, but sometimes these things have to happen and we have to do the things that we don't love so then we can be guided to do the things that we really love too. So, Yeah, and through the last, I don't know, five years, because I've been doing this for, oh goodness, about total almost 20 years like in the accounting area. And the last five, I'm definitely getting messages on the regular (laughs) you shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. And it was at the near the end of last year where it was very, very loud. (laughs) And so that's when at the beginning of this year, I was just like, okay, if I'm not supposed to be doing this, then you guys need to start showing me what it is (laughs) I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's what this year has been about. And I love that. And you've really like, I mean, I've had the pleasure of being on your journey now for, well, what was it, about May or something? Yeah, that we, May, yeah. Yeah, connected. yeah. yeah, so like nearly the, you know, six months it's been now. And to watch what you've, how much you've transformed in that time and, and where you're, and to know where you're heading just is so exciting. And I love, there's something so beautiful when you see somebody say yes to themselves and that then starting to come to life. Like, 
and I can't wait for you to be on that. And, and you already are because you're already helping so many people, but to, for you'll be doing the same for other people watching and being on that, having that front row seat to their journey. And it just makes you want to get up and do this work every single day because it's, it's amazing. Like it's, it's amazing to watch somebody follow their heart and step into that space. It was, it's actually funny that you say that I'm saying yes to myself because that was the question that I said, if I'm supposed to be doing this, show me the word yes, three times. Like I could have chosen the word pretzel. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) show me pretzel three times. (laughs) So I said, show me yes, three times. And it was instant almost. So Brianna, I am so grateful for you. I am grateful grateful. that Kathy Heller, if you are listening, (laughs) that you picked Brianna to be on your podcast that day, because I honestly, I wouldn't have met you if, if you weren't on her podcast and I wouldn't be on this amazing journey right now of, um, doing what I know I should be doing with my Uh, life. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you too. And I just, you know, I, again, like you say, I'm grateful for Kathy as well, because, you know, I put that out to the universe to find somebody to show me the way. And not only has she shown me the way, but it's also guided me to amazing souls like you, you know, to, to be able to support you, to step into doing what you love and to watch it all unfold. You are an amazing, beautiful soul that this world so needs to see. And I love what you're doing in helping people. And, you know, like you've got the most divine children and and they've been brought to you for a, a big purpose and a big reason. And, you know, you'll be helping so many other humans with everything that you're doing. So I'm super grateful for you also. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you again for taking the time out to do this for me and my listeners. I am very grateful and I will see you in class. You will. It's been my absolute pleasure. You take care and I can't wait to see. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Trust me. I know from personal experience that the thought of it can make you just shut down that idea immediately. Where do I even begin? What equipment do I need? Will people even care what I have to say? What if I run out of things to say? The list of questions goes on and on. I had the questions too, so don't worry. And now that I've done the work and I'm still learning every day, I am ready to teach others that they can do it too and it doesn't have to be scary. I will be sharing more info over the next month on when my course will be launching, so please stay tuned. And if you have any specific topics you'd like to see covered in this course, please feel free to send me a DM and I'll be sure to consider it. If you want to use your voice to entertain, educate, or inspire others, you will definitely be interested in the course that I am building. It will have so much great content and have you starting your podcast in no time. Believe me when I say this, people want to hear what you have to say. So let's find your voice together and start your own podcast. Well, that is a wrap for another episode of Hard Beautiful Journey. Please be sure and come back next time. And until then, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Ms. Tiff Vaughn and Hard Beautiful Journey, as well as my website, tiffanyvaughn.ca. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.